Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. This is episode 156, where we are at the end of the top 100 with the final 20 films of all time. The best horror films of all time. This is Mike Campbell, and I'm joined with Eric Lee. Top 20! Top 20, Eric, Eric, Top 20 Lee, and Liz... (laughs) Williams. Top 20 Williams. Top, uh, and, top 20 Williams, yeah. <laughs> and super special guest, Ian, meh, maybe in the top 50, Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell yourself short there, Ian. So this is it. This is it. We've been we've been uh, toiling away. Well, we've been technically we've been toiling away at this for five years, but this is this is the culmination of much yeah. uh, research, much effort, much is- blood, much blood and much blood probably four months worth mm-hmm. of actually data gathering compiling and recording right you, you would be surprised at how much blood i spilled while i was <laughs> compiling this for you guys. Like this is not blood sweat and tears I this is blood sweat or this is blood blood blood. And blood just blood blood there are a lot of spikes on my keyboard it's yeah. my own fault <laughs> <laughs> yeah you didn't bring up you didn't get enough calluses on your fingers no. and now it's just you just wore the fingernails away and mm-hmm. you just raw Fingertips. That got the special brutal. special edition Hellraiser keyboard. <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, the 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 top twenty. And so uh, in uh, to review how we put this thing together. Yep. Again, we uh, if you're just joining us, um, you probably want to actually back up to episode one fifty three, uh, where we recorded. Um, we started the top one hundred. Yep. Uh, we invited uh, uh, or a selected group of jurors, um, and we got 71, uh, 71 responses from uh, a whole lot of folks, and everybody got to put in their top 25s, and we compiled all those lists to come up with this. So this is a curated list. But there was 500, mm-hmm. I, I goof this up every time, 516 films? Uh, about that much, yeah. Okay, 516 yep. films was the was the complete list, and we whittled that down to a nice, 100. neat, and tidy 100. Yeah, um, and this is a, um, you know, I think it, it's it's amazing how many movies that I would have expected to make the list. Uh-huh. I mean, we've only got 20 spots left. Um, and there were some from our previous lists that aren't going to... It's like unlikely to show up. Some of, some of my what's, favorites. What's, what's the biggest shocker so far for you? Biggest uh, shocker. Biggest shocker is probably Hellraiser 2. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 it, that it got into the list. Um, now I went. I went and rewatched Hellraiser two based on the fact that Hellraiser two popped up on the list, and I am here to tell you, yeah, that film is bonkers. Yeah, bonkers, <laughs> and is, not necessarily great bonkers. Uh, it's it's certainly interesting, and it's a wild ride. But yeah, I don't. I wouldn't put it on a top one hundred list. But it is. Whew, it is a wild movie. Yeah, uh, Liz, what's your biggest shocker? Um. Oh, I don't know. I think that that Friday the Thirteenth keeps hanging on. Not the part six. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you you know, mean- I, I I've done a little bit of researching back through um, some of the individual submissions to figure out how did Friday the uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six um, make it to the uh, to the top of the list, and you know that one was partly 
it, it got a number one vote from the Tremble podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, and it also mm-hmm. got a number one vote from one of our directors. Oh. Um, this was uh, Vis- ah. uh, Vincente DeSanti, who is one of Robert's contacts, okay. uh, who did a film called Never Hike Alone, which oh, is right. a tribute to Friday, the, Friday 13th. the 13th. And so Friday the 13th Part, part 6, six. That's was his right. number one film. <laughs> that's right. So that's that's kind there of a, that, that's sort of an interesting okay. little spoiler little alert. Tidbit. Yeah. And um, you know, I think that there are some other things that as we started wondering you know how did how some of these films uh, managed to climb the list? Uh, our friend John mm-hmm. Foley, mm-hmm. who is the um, the trailer maker, mm-hmm. uh, he did he put Jew on the Grudge as his number one. Oh, and that's legit. Yeah, uh, there was of course Joseph and uh, Scott put mm-hmm. you know Blue, Blue Velvet, Velvet number one. So that's how that one manages to stay on the top. Um, let's see, what were some of the other other interesting selections um, that we got here. Oh, The Sixth Sense. Uh, Jacob Allen put The Sixth Sense as his number one film. Mm-hmm. So uh, another there's a, another one of the short filmmakers, Theo Theo Monstar, who mm-hmm. does a lot of stuff for the Portland Horror Film Festival. Right. He put Bride of Frankenstein mm-hmm. as his number one. Okay. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, we had. Couple- I just want to know who the hell put monster. Who keeps putting Monster Squad on their list? Because there's got to be a ton I, of people I, putting Monster Squad on their list. Yeah, I, I had. Um, <laughs> that's uh, my biggest shocker. Is well, the fact f- that that still hung on the list and didn't it? No, it stayed at the same same spot or moved same up spot, a couple. Yeah. Same spot. Yeah. Nobody yeah, yeah. had it as their number one, but it's, oh, yeah, it shows no, up in the middle was, of the uh, block. PJ Starks number one. Oh, PJ Starks number one. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, PJ, come on. You got to uh, Chris gotta... McEnroy, who <laughs> our 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 friend who did guts, yeah. and we summoned oh, uh, or yeah. we summoned a demon. He has Monster Squad as his number nine. Okay, come on. You know, you so there's yeah. Keith Dowdy had it fairly high. Yeah. Matt Holland has it on his list. Yeah. Matt Holland, who 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 used to run the Portland Horror Trivia Show, he took his the uh, he, he and Catherine took that show to Buffalo. Okay. So they've got it. They they run a horror nice. trivia thing in Buffalo. All right. So it's you know it's not it's not Mike's Mike's it's time for all month, those people but, to uh, grow up. <laughs> <laughs> without um without giving it away, Eric and Mike has your number one appeared on this list yet? Nope. I'm pretty okay. certain mine's going to be pretty high on the list. Uh, yeah, I think yours will too. I have no idea. I can't even remember what I put as my number okay. one. Oh no, it has not. It has not. <laughs> yeah, no, I know this. I know number it's, one. It's like I can't. It's, you, you are so ambiguous about my number one changes from week to week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mine's already shown up, so I was just curious. All right. Yeah, Eric, I think yours will be. Yeah. Uh, in the top ten, that's going to be my. Sometimes it's wager. Monster Squad. Sometimes it's Hocus Pocus. Right? <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Hocus Pocus. Well. Uh, Did we have anybody who voted on the Thriller video again this year? That was a good one. (laughs) Well, I think that was a legacy, so I think it's probably at the bottom of the list. Yeah, it's still in it at the bottom, but I agree. It's so uh, good. Jared put something really – our old friend Jared Carlson, he put – like Forrest Gump, <laughs> like in there as his number twenty-five because he just like he wanted just a beat down on a movie. Um, uh, Gretchen Brooks, who is, was part of the um, the kaiju cast, put The Exorcist three as her number one, mm. and that so has that already was, appeared. Yes, on the that, one, that one showed up. Um, yeah, uh, Catherine Michelle had The Descent as as her number one. So awesome. we've got solid choice. So yeah. you know there yeah. there are that's and also appeared. Yes, and so that's we're wondering how why some of these 
rankings shift up and down. Nope. These I are was, all new. I was only wondering about Monster Squad. <laughs> that is, that just, is the that only was, thing that, that was inexplicable that, for that you. Causes me pause. <laughs> what I will say is that most people's number ones are are movies that have not shown up yet. Um, okay. So well, they're going to be in, in this, let's almost see. certainly, these are movies that are going to be ones that we're going to be talking about today. Um, Reanimator was on uh, when I was talking about uh, Matt. Uh, we were talking about Matt Holland, who had had uh, uh, Monster Squad on his. His number one was Reanimator, mm-hmm. which, okay. was, which we I just saw. Yeah, on on right. the big screen with uh, um, Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs. He's aging so well. He is so good on stage. Oh, great! Um, that was that was great. We saw that and Bride of Reanimator at the Portland Horror Film Festival. Um, and uh, that HP Lovecraft, HP Lovecraft Film Festival, you know, yeah. Portland Horror Film Festival. Um, apologies to Gwen, uh, uh, to Gwen and Brian. Um, but what Reanimator came in is what was the number 26? 29. 29. Okay, wow, good memory. Yeah, uh, but anyways, yeah. that probably covers most of our, our, our number ones that, that haven't that, that have already shown up. There are some weird number ones that won't make it, mm. um, right. Like uh, uh, one of my trivia partners, uh, Jerry Hathaway, who's actually he's our ringer for our horror trivia team. Uh huh. He put. Have you guys ever heard of a movie called Doctor Caligari? Yeah. Not yeah. the Cabinet yeah. of Doctor Caligari. Oh. Yeah. No. But a 1989 movie oh. called Doctor right. Caligari. Right, right, right. Yeah. Never heard of it. No. Yeah. That's his number one. That's a weird okay. one. I don't think he's making the list. No. Sorry, it, that, so, Jerry. That, 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 he's probably the only one who voted for that one. Um, oh, and well, hey, we have shout out to that movie, and now we're yeah. going to all go watch it. <laughs> exactly. So maybe next in the next four years. Right. Uh, oh, and then Godzilla. We were wondering how Godzilla managed to make, be near the top. Uh, Clancy Peterson, who uh, also kaiju cast, of yep. course, puts. Well, Godzilla that makes top. sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So with that down. But this is not the best kaiju films of all time. This no, is the but best the best horror films of all time. But so the best get, kaiju movie let's get did show it. up on the list. That's yeah. to be fair. Yeah. All right. So let's fanfare. All right. The number 20. <laughs> da, 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 da. Best horror film of all time made the scariest things best horror moments of all time podcast way back in episode two this is the 2011 film cabin in the woods oh wow okay okay Okay. that is high my number five movie okay didn't appear on any host list though none of you guys had it actually i do love cabin in the woods oh it's a great movie we talk about a good balance between humor and horror yeah that, that definitely has it. Yeah, and it has... I think you listed the scene at the end of the film the, as... When, when the elevators open and all the monsters pour out. Yeah, that yeah. was just insane. That was right, like right, right. me just giggling like a little kid. Right. Watching all those monsters cut loose. Um, it was, yeah, bonkers. And, you know, I think it also has... Um, for for the meta-type movies that mm-hmm. that's about tropes... Um, the whole fact that they sort of also mixed it in with some like sports betting kind of background, right? And end of the world mm-hmm. death cult, and mm-hmm. you know, the 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 titular cabin in the woods with all the types of things that could possibly happen at the cabin in the woods. Uh, a young Chris Hemsworth priest pre uh, pre Thor, yeah, yeah. Uh, and making making the heroic but misguided leap across the canyon. Mm-hmm. 
all you know. These oh, jeez, that's uh, a it is a funny movie. It I is. It, it is great. And, and I, you know what I'm I'm personally uh, shocked by is that Hollywood has not gone back to do Cabin of the Woods. You know, part two, part three, part four, part five, because it seems like it really lends itself to lots and lots of sequels and prequels. And they haven't. They haven't touched it. And I don't know what the reasoning for that is. I don't know if the... They're too busy making Halloween. <laughs> they're too busy making <laughs> Halloween ends. Well, uh, well, but think, yeah, of, but it, think of it this way. I, it, it, you'd have to do a prequel because sure. there's no sequel to The Cabin in the Woods. Ooh. I think you could have a sequel. I the, think and the, the destruction of the world. It could be post-destruction. It could yeah, be the it, world. It could be sort of a post-apocalyptic yeah. kind of thing. And I, I, But I think you could have you could have multiple, multiple prequels for sure. Yeah, I, I think, though, that that one leaned so heavily on the twist of yeah. what's really happening. Because mm-hmm. right. at first it just feels kind of uh, like Evil Dead. Right. And then once you realize that what, what's going on behind the scenes, that's... That's the premise, and I think it's right. hard to hard to redo that premise and hold it up. I w- I would watch. Tell you what, I would watch an eight episode run on Hulu of just <laughs> Bradley Whitford. <laughs> yes, and yes. everything that happens behind the scenes. Right, and it's right. like a drama yes. slash horror. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd watch the heck out yeah. of that. Yeah, well, that, and that's I guess that's what I mean is that it's it's so well loved, it's so well liked, it's so creative. It's it goes down so many paths, as you point out, mm-hmm. um, that it it just seems like it. It's ripe for lots and lots of prequels and sequels and reimaginations and everything else, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't feel like anybody's touched it. And again, I don't know what the reasoning for it, but it seems like Hollywood, you should get on it, man. This is a money maker. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's beloved. Certainly. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I mean, it 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 shows up on this list, and I don't. And none of us would disagree that it belongs on the list. What's no, it? it's it's not on my totally. top. It's it, not on my top twenty-five, but. but but on the top 100? Top 100 is fair. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know about top 20, though. I think it's a little high. But, yeah. Uh... yeah. All right. Well, let's get to number 19. All right. Yep. Number 19 is a film that Mike Campbell of The Scariest Uh-oh. Things once said has a great soundtrack, great art direction, and one of the scariest openings to a film ever. Mm. Uh, this has got to be Suspiria. It's Suspiria. <laughs> Whoa. Big drop, right? Uh, Suspiria no, oh. was 13 last yeah. time. Oh, so okay. Close. Six spots. Oh, I thought it was in the top 10. Okay. Oh, this, is, this seems to be about the right landing spot for Suspiria. Okay. I, I think this is... Yeah. It is... This is probably as high as Giallo is going to get on this list. I don't suspect that Tenebre is going to be up there. To be clear, we're not talking about the 2018 Suspiria. We are talking about the... 1977. 1977. No, no, no shade on the on the on the recent one. That's also a good movie. It's, it's pretty not, cool. It's not. That was really good. It's yeah. not legendary like right. The, right. the seventy was seventy seven. Seventy seven. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. Which uh, probably the best art direction of any horror movie ever done. I think that's pretty darn close. That, yeah. That is. It, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is influenced <laughs> horror movies to this very day. We'll use that right. red and blue, uh, yellow and green kind of odd, odd super saturated color schemes. Mm-hmm. Um, and in about one month, I will be seeing Goblin, the group that did the soundtrack for Suspiria, as well as a million other uh, Argento films, at the Hollywood Theater, doing a live performance of this as Suspiria plays on the big screen. True story. Mike, Ooh. do you remember where, because yeah. this was, must have been high on your list. Uh, I think it was pretty high on my list. I number think, seven. Number seven, yep. 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 So that, what it means. And I yeah. think Tom Carter, friend 
of the podcast who needs to probably listen to the podcast a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> I think this is his number one film, or at least he it was, he, he self-proclaimed it uh, for for many years as his number one film. Yes, I, I believe that to be true. I think I think that that's a that's a legacy uh, selection from from the previous time around. So I think that All holds. Right. Yep. All right. Moving on to the number eighteen film. Was number 23 last time, so it jumps up five spots. Ooh. All-time classic, 1986, The Fly. Yeah! Okay, okay, finally I get one on here. <laughs> it's like, I'm not gonna, I don't think I'm going to retain my mayor's uh, gavel, but uh, I, get, I get one here. Go Jeff Goldblum. This is, yes. Yeah. Love this movie. Mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. this is a, uh, for, for yuck factor, very, very high. Mm-hmm. For Cronenberg. Uh, em- em- empathy and character development about as good as you get in a horror movie. Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, good old Canadian charm. You know, Cronenberg. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. Gina, and Gina Davis, not Cronenberg. Yeah. No. Uh, but Gina Davis's first, uh, one of her early breakout performances. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, be afraid, be afraid, be very afraid. And this is Jeff Goldblum's second uh, appearance on the top 100 list after Body Snatchers. Body Snatchers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, this it, it's you tend to think of Jeff Goldblum as the wacky Joel, Jeff Goldblum that we know now. But uh, in The Fly, he play, I mean, there was comedy in there and he was quirky, mm-hmm. charming, but he was also he got himself cut for this movie. He 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 was athletic and, mm-hmm. um, you know the the kinds of things that the the physical things that he had to endure in the makeup. Uh, hats off to you, buddy. Uh, now where Wayless, where are you at with the original fly? Do you, are you a fan of the original yes. fly? Oh, yeah. I love. The, yeah, I think okay. the, the whole uh, the 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 opening from the opening scene where he's got they, they run across uh, the the brundle with his head in the in the in the printing press. Right. It's like, Mm -hmm. what happened here? And then you get, but they do hold, uh, unlike the Cronenberg fly where you see the slow degradation of the man. And it's more of, it it really was an AIDS um, analogy. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, you know, the other one was just like weird science. Right. Right. Uh, But they took, they, they took that idea of the weird science and then they made it into, um, you know what? What makes you human, and what and the and and the fear the fear of decay, and nobody does that better than Cronenberg. When was the last time you saw this? And, oh. and does the technology hold up in the film? I, I'll watch it anytime it shows. Uh, this is okay. like the Liz Williams factor. Mm-hmm. If it shows up on <laughs> TV, I'm watching it. Okay. Uh, so I sit down I, and watch. I, yeah. I've seen this so many times. Okay. I, where where did it finish on my list? Where's my uh, it's number two on your number list. Number two. Woo! I moved it up. Boy, howdy. Yeah, this thing, this thing, this thing, this displaced 28 days later. I love the fly. All right. Okay, let's move on to number 17. Number 17. Another all-time classic jumps up 15 spots. Oh, wow. From 2018's Ooh. list. It's Night of the Living Dead. Whoa. Big yeah. move. Big mover. Yeah. Now, well, why is that? <laughs> yeah, this is, well, I think this. Posit any ideas there? Sheesh. Uh, I think I know it shows up. Hot. Okay, so I'm I'm screening through here some some of the the lists. I did I know it shows up pretty high. Okay, and Matt Holland, it's number five on his list. No, it's, I'm I'm saying I'm saying sociologically, why, why does it show? Uh, well, it's on my list, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, 
it's <clears throat> a because of the influence that it had on zombies sure. at large. Sure, sure. Um, B, I love the kind of cast of characters that they put in that house. Right. Right. Yes. And see the ending. Yeah. Which oh, is yeah, one yeah. of the mm-hmm. best all time mm-hmm. gut punch shocker. endings. Shocker, yeah. shocker. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it also was a a race statement by mm-hmm. not being a race statement. And yep. Oddly right. enough, it was just sort of it was meritocracy. Best actor who who showed it was up. also a commentary on the Vietnam War. Yeah, according to uh, according to George Romero. Right. Well, the other thing, but it was that this this got released very shortly after Martin Luther King was shot. Right. Um, which was mm. there there was some real questions about well how do we yep. You know, should should we do this now? Um, and but they but it was like no, it's a perfect time to do it. Yep. Um, this is one of the original uh, micro budget horror films that would influence people like Wes Craven mm-hmm. and Sam Raimi and every Toby every Hooper. other every other small director who became a legend in the genre. That you can you can play it straight. You don't have to go Roger Corman silly. You know, uh, it conquered the world kind of stuff. You can actually do uh, a serious horror movie and uh, on a tight, tight budget and change the world. And the greatest horror director of all time with the greatest line from a horror movie of all time. What, what are you talking about, John Carpenter? No, George <laughs> Romero. George Romero. And... They're coming, coming for to, you. They're, they're coming, coming to get, to get you, Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> right. yeah. no, I just get, I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time because okay. I know that. I, Mike, 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 Mike has got a sweet spot for George Romero. So. Oh, yeah. He is, he is the best. He is the best. You heard it here first. I thought, I thought, it was going to, I thought, I thought you were referring to uh, John Carpenter. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm here to kick ass and chew gum, and I'm all out of gum. Oh, no, no. So, no. Which, they're, they're sadly, they live you. does not make this list. They're coming for you, Barbara. No, that is, <laughs> and all, I think also the Night of the Living Dead show is because it is uh, duty free or not duty free. What do they call it? Out uh, of copyright. Out of copyright. Oh yeah. Shows up on. It's yeah. in the. On it's in the. So many. It's movies. in the public domain. Yeah, public yeah. domain. So you can. Oh, it's you can, on my list too. I mean, you can. Yeah. Yeah, you can. You can put it in your movie without any. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, residuals going. Uh, <laughs> like paying residuals. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's for all, free. Plus, every you know, uh, any young horror movie director is going to want to pay homage to the greatest director, horror director of all time. There you go. There you go. Liz, was this this was on your list? Yes, this is number twenty four because oh. this is the first horror movie I ever saw when I was a little kid, not old enough to be watching. Night no, of Living Dead. you and me both, Liz. I Perfect. Mean, well, one yeah. of the, one of the very first ones for me too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think is my. My uh, horror movie enabler, my uncle Steve, <laughs> would would I'd get to go to to Berkeley, and he would say, "Want to watch Creature Feature?" Which was in in the Bay Area. Yes. That was the eleven yeah. o'clock <laughs> thing. And so one, I got to stay up late, and two, I got to wear, watch scary movies with my uncle. And everybody needs Night of the Living Dead. Everybody needs a horror movie enabler, and if you don't have one, go mm-hmm. get one. And and if you're and, <laughs> and, and if find you a support group, yeah. <laughs> and we encourage all of you out there to be horror enablers. Find a young a young person. Mm-hmm. And poison their minds with the the, the, <laughs> That's with right. the beauty of horror movies. That's right. Mike did that yesterday. That's right. Yes, we watched a little Hocus Pocus. Oh, I thought you went to go. You it's, took oh, some youngins. To, oh to yes, Halloween we, yes, ends. we took some youngins to go see Halloween ends. And I don't know if that yeah. probably went as well as it should have. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. You're supposed to make them like horror movies. <laughs> 
All right, number 16. Number 16 is a film that Eric Lee of The Scariest Things called a stunning achievement representing what is possible in the medium given the right vision, right cast, right story, and right moment. Eloquent. Yeah. Eloquent. Uh, Is this... Is this Get Out? Get Out. All right. Ah. <laughs> I actually sort of remember sometimes of the things that I've written. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was yes. this was a movie I remember distinctly when you guys did this back in 2018, mm-hmm. wondering, is it this high because it's of the moment, or is it this high mm. because it's that good? And it is just about where it was last time. It only fell one spot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I I hold it was it's on my list. So, uh, you know, I think it was on a lot of people's list. I think it's, um, it's kind of like, um, uh, the, 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 not, not the sixth sense. Um, mm, what's the one, uh, that, that won oh, all the Oscars. Once, um, once you know the trick, you know the trick. Is that what you're trying to say? No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Silence yeah. of the Lambs. Thank Silence you. Silence of the Lambs. Oscars worthy. Yes. Uh, where, where I think, uh, it, it, it garnered a ton of awards, um, and, because it's it's just it's just that good. Even if it doesn't it doesn't feel like an inherently over the in your face horror movie all the time. Um, it it is it's a drama. It's a race relations drama by and large, mm-hmm. with a lot of with a heavy coating of horror on it. Yep. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just great filmmaking, and the scene with Catherine Keener and the cup of tea is mm-hmm. that's about yeah. as chilling as you're gonna get. That uh, that was. Uh, the the part where you you're helpless yeah it's like no 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 mm-hmm. yep and then into the uh, falling back into the chair yep and um, but I didn't I didn't see the twist coming nor did I and it, yeah and and the betrayal and uh, and your favorite character yeah Lil Ray Lil Rel yeah Lil Rel yeah. Yeah, yeah. Motherfucking TSA. That's part of that movie. <laughs> it's, so, they're, it's they're, fine. They're I mean, it's a good movie. Slaves. I don't. I think being in the top twenty is very, very generous. Uh, I think that's what I think that's where we sort of landed uh, in twenty eighteen. Um, was that? Yeah, it is a really good film. It maybe is not. I, I still don't think. Yeah, it's probably not. Uh, I don't know that it's a top twenty-five movie. I do think it is a very, very good film, though. Yeah, I well, to, I mean, I mean, I you I put it on your top twenty-five. Yeah, it's yeah. number twelve on number my 12. list. Okay, and, and hmm. you know, I think that that it is. Um, Did it move at all? Commentary. Did it move? Uh, it moved down a couple of slots. Okay, um, but okay. Um, but I, it was still. I think I had it at ten the last time. Okay, um, I. Part of it was just such an enjoyable movie. I think mm-hmm. that that the the thrill I got out of it, um, you know, and the description that Ian Ian read, it, it it was just an awesome cast doing awesome performances with a new vision director that was was funny. It was. Well, it I'm was so happy Jordan Peele has stuck with Daniel Kaluuya too, uh, yep. and 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 you know what the performance he turned in with Nope, and there's. There's rumor now that there's going to be maybe a note part two. Um, nope. Nope. <laughs> this, this is nope to nope. But uh, Daniel Kaluuya, I mean, turns in another, I think, really great and super interesting performance. And so mm-hmm. I hope he gets more and more of these types of roles because he is one heck of an actor. Yeah. He, he, those, those two, yep. they're, they're a match. Yep. 
They know how, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, and they're different, totally two different characters. You know that that Completely that different. Uh, Kaluuya, and it's you forget he's British. Yeah. Right, he just he wouldn't know it from you know he's such a such a good character actor. Anyways, yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with Nope being in the or not Nope with Get Out being in the top twenty. So I we'll know you get. We'll the, see if Nope's in the top twenty. No, Nope, no, Nope, oh Nope. We already we already had the uh, the most recent one is Saint Maud. We so we know that it, there's nothing okay. going to be. Oh, that's Saint Maud. I was kidding. I was kidding. So all right, <laughs> let's drop back about. 57 years <laughs> oh, wow. to a movie that nobody present put on their top 25 list. Oh, I know the movie. I know the movie. What is it? Psycho. It's Psycho. No, the Gorgor Girls. Ah. No, Psycho. The Gorgor Girls. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is... Uh, I think the Gorgor Girls was early 70s. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. Well, maybe Bucket of Blood. I, 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 I was trying to go for Gordon Lewis. Um, Psycho. Yeah, I mean, this it's heck yeah. This is, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't argue this being being a a, a in, uh, for its influence and the and the skill that the movie was made and that it was scary and it was and it changed it changed cinema hundred percent. It, had, it mm-hmm. literally had everything. Yeah. It had everything you could ever want in a horror movie. Now, I, I got to tell you, I only saw this for the first time very recently. Oh, really? A few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. whoa, a few weeks ago. And the oh. reason, I'll tell you, the, the uh-huh. reason why wow. I'd avoided it all these years is because through osmosis, I knew everything about this movie already. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Yeah, save, yeah, yeah. For right. maybe, save for maybe the first 20 minutes about why, why uh, she's Janet on the, Lee yeah. was on the run. Right. right. And I was like, right. oh, that's that's interesting. Well, in a way that you can see other directors, like um, you, you look at Ari Aster, what he did with uh, um, Hereditary, mm-hmm. where you set up one person who you expect to be the driving force behind the movie, and then nope. Mm-hmm. Speaking of nope. Well, so nope. How, yeah. so what were your initial thoughts having seen it so recently? I'm well, super curious. I, from a from a modern perspective, eh, yeah, it was all right. But thinking, of putting myself in the perspective of someone in 1960. Yeah. who had only recently been watching things like, you know, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then thinking about how it must have felt to see something like this in the theater, which is so radically different. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they showed a toilet on screen. Right. You couldn't do that back in the 50s. <laughs> no, uh-uh. That's like highly controversial. Well, I, and, 100%, and, I 100% get why it's in the top 20. And showing a woman showering as well. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, and being attacked in the shower, I mean... Mm, yeah, yeah. I still, I still think the final, the final scene where he's murmuring to himself in the room is probably one of the most chilling bits of business ever put, and, and put down with on with hor- the subtle film. skull overlay that yeah, you yeah, get yeah. that real yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And Tony Perkins, Woo! man, what a what a performance. Mm-hmm. So yep. yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it is uh, the. I think this is one where I don't. Nobody had it as their number one, but a lot of people had it in their top ten. Yep. Deservedly so. Now, did it drop at all this this go round? Uh, it went up two spots actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, good on you, Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, as see what else you got see, in See, I, I think this sort of <laughs> he has now supplanted any Brian De Palma. Uh, so, unfortunately <laughs> for Mike, Mike's Mike's declarative well, we statement, don't know. That, we don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe body double. So, you don't or know. not? Is it body? Not not body double. What am I thinking? Uh, <laughs> Oh, Carrie! Carrie's uh, showed up. Carrie's already showed up. So yeah. I, I we'll think see. that's. I think we've. I think Brian De Palma's opportunity. I believe Phantom of the Paradise might might end up 
You're probably thinking of Double Double Toil and Trouble, the Olsen went twins. Home <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That was a Brian De Palma film, was it not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. All right, number 14, Sticking to the 60s. This is a film that Eric Lee of The Scariest Things called The Ultimate Psychological Horror. Mm-hmm. This is Rosemary's Baby. Ah, ah. Amy's ah. number one. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah, Roman Polanski. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would encourage folks, if they haven't already, and I think we mentioned this on the podcast previously, the new Shutter series, Cursed Films, has an episode fully dedicated right. to Rosemary's Baby. And it's, it's fascinating, all of the different connections to both the Beatles as well as the Manson family, mm. and up to and including uh, Sammy Davis Jr. and his dalliances with, his real-life dalliances with Satanism. Um fascinating fascinating little documentary about rosemary's baby and they go into obviously the reason i mean much like uh, ian you were just talking about with like you know watching rosemary's baby in a modern day context it's kind of like meh but going back and putting yourselves into the shoes of somebody in 1968 is like whoa what the hell am i watching i don't know with the recent overturning of roe versus wade rosemary's baby may come back into a yeah there you go there you go uh, poignant uh, contemporary context take. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Liz, was this That's on a your great movie? Was it on your list? No, uh, but I love the movie. Yeah, I do. I too. love Mia Farrow in it. Yep. It is yep, yep, yep. A, a great performance. Mia Farrow and uh, John Cassavetes. John Cassavetes. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Both great. And the great Ruth Gordon. Yeah, unimpeachable mm-hmm. actress, never in a bad role. That's Ruth, true. Ruth Gordon is awesome. She never got impeached. No, That's she true. never did get impeached. <laughs> Unimpeachable. <laughs> All um, right. Number 13 is a film that Liz Williams of The Scariest Things once called an almost perfect movie. Mm. Ooh, what is it, Liz? Was it on Liz's list? Oh, yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to say, <laughs> what number are we on? 13. I'm saying it's going to be... I. I think it might be the the Strangers. It is or the Blair Witch. Blair Witch Project. Okay. Oh, hey now, hey now, and we know you don't like this, but you did. You did begrudgingly watch it. I because no, of motion sickness issues. Yeah, because of motion uh, sickness yeah, issues. You'll get it. For I, I don't one. do the the shaky Shake. cam, but I happen to see this on such a small TV. That's right. Yeah, in yeah, a yeah. cabin in the woods, <laughs> that the motion sickness issues didn't bother me, and it is. It's on my list. Mm-hmm. Because I thought it was stunning. It's so good. It is stunning. Liz, yeah. why does it make your list? Oh, I remember seeing this in the theater. Uh, oh my gosh, the sounds—that's I think what this is a movie that depends on sound. You know, mm-hmm. the, the two directors were out there in the woods. I just love it. It's a such a tiny cast. Everything is there's no script. You know, it's like, hey, get from here to here. These are the beats you have to hit, and it, it is an almost perfect movie. And that. Last shot of Josh standing in the corner of the mm. Uh, mm. little cabin is so terrifying. It, it's both terrifying and ambiguous. Yep. Right. And 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 you're going, what is he doing? What is he? Oh, cut. But they covered yeah. it. They covered it in Blair Witch Three. Yes, no. they yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, don't, don't go there. I don't want to. Know. I, I would give. I it a- have a soft spot for Blair Witch Two, which has literally nothing to do with Blair Witch. But then the remake, oi. I actually do. I also have a soft spot for Blair Witch too. But I, th- what I was going to say is uh, to give another shout out to our friends over at Shudder. 
another mm-hmm. great documentary that just popped up this last year, uh, The Found Footage Phenomenon, covers extensively the Blair Witch Project, understandably. And it gives some really, really interesting context and backstory around the development of the film. So if you haven't seen The Found Footage Phenomenon, go check it out and read yeah. my review at thescariestthings.com. And if you want, if you want and the full- that uh, moment just showed up. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if you want the full-on Blair Witch experience, uh, oh yeah, there is <laughs> go to Maryland. There, you go to Burkittsville, Maryland, and uh, and they have wander a, around in the woods. They, you can spend a night in the uh, camping in the mm-hmm. woods where they where they shot the film. Uh, I don't know if I'd have had the guts to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that it just seems like that's called tempting fate because that's you know it's like that you realize what what they all went out in the woods for, and I think that the. What what made this movie for me was the raw authenticity. Yep. Um, it didn't feel like they were acting. It felt like the like the frustrations and the arguments, and just sort of the petty kind of you know we're lost in the woods. The, the that those kinds of elements, and then things things as simple as stick figures in the woods where they're not supposed to be, mm-hmm. just scared the shit out of you. Yep. And yeah, my, Mike and I saw this together. That's right. And I remember leaving the theater and sort of wanting to just like check my car, make sure there's nothing. <laughs> I mean, just weird kind of things where I just felt like somebody was following me. It yep. was just that un, it, an uneasy feel because it felt real. Definitely sticks with you. Yeah. Good bet. You know, the authenticity of Shaky Cam that spawned a million bad movies. Right. Well, and it's 1999. The marketing push for this movie because of the you know, internet was in its infancy things like that people we we thought it was real they had the special on it they had like I, yeah because they couldn't it, they, it can't be duplicated it no. can't be duplicated well like well paranormal activity kind of came close but that was a great yes but like the whole the Blair Witch is the like grandfather of the oh absolutely and, uh, and making footage it, films and it's the best making the best it feel one. like some you found a snuff film mm-hmm. right yeah and that, and that that people would be questioning it. I and mean, there are still on YouTube today, there are people who will trick their friends by going, Oh my God, you got to see this. You won't believe this is real. And they'll, they'll play Blair Witch. And then people will go, Oh my God, someone, how could they show this on, 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 on film? It's like, Oh no, it's a, this is the Blair Witch project. Yeah. It's 30 years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that was, I thought, I, I, I think to, to this day, it's still, for people, for people who aren't aware of it, it's a fun trick to play in your friends. All right, get to number 12. Number 12 is a film that Mike Gamble of The Scariest Things once called The Greatest Film of All Time. Not just the greatest <laughs> horror film, what? the greatest film. Zombievers, finally. <laughs> it's the 2014 film Zombievers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Or yeah. Dawn of the Dead, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's hundred percent true. Hundred. That is my number one. Hundred percent true. Yep. Just pure perfection. We've covered it extensively. There is nothing to say about it other than if you haven't seen it, go rush out and get a copy. You don't even need. I went through a huge rigmarole to to get a 4K copy, which had me end up ending up getting a 4K DVD player and a 4K TV just to watch goddamn Dawn of the Dead in 4K. And I'm here to tell you, you don't need to have all that crap to watch it. A VHS copy will totally suffice. Dawn of the Dead is pure perfection. Um, if you get an, another 
you know, live experience. We yeah. just talked about the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Burkittsville experience. Right. Go to Pittsburgh. Go to the yeah. mall. Do the, yeah. Go do to the Monroeville. Mall yeah, Go but, to Monroeville Mall. Uh, I, I it's think still there. I you don't can, know. If, it, the mall has changed very, very little. In fact, they have a they have a little storefront in the mall. Which is an homage to the film, and you can buy all sorts of like zombie-related crap at the mall. Yeah, this is one of the probably one of the top five you know things that you can reenact is because they do. I, I mean, at least pre-pandemic, you could go, and then they would do uh, probably around this time of the year, right? The um, mm-hmm. the 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 zombie the zombie crawl where everybody would you dress up, you put on makeup, and do the do the crawl right. across the mall. Yep. Yeah, I this is a you know this is the top. My favorite Romero movie mm-hmm. for sure. And now, where was this on your list? Uh, it's high. Okay, uh, it is number four on Eric's. Yeah. Number four. Yeah. So this one again. Uh, remember when I told you that I sort of was judging my movies of how well you know? Yeah, I know oh, all the beats. Sure, sure. Yep. And then I had to say, okay, I know Dawn uh, Dawn of the Dead better than I know Twenty Eight Days Later. They were right. both. They're, I love zombie movies. They're, right. they're my two zo- top two zombie movies. Right. But I realized, no, I. I, I owe it to Dawn of the Dead uh, and you know the the whole thing of uh, it's like what do you do in a zombie apocalypse it's like and and it and it felt like also the yeah I'd go to the mall you could hold out there a long time you got everything you need yeah yep. um, and you know and it's you know the 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 platform on which a number of great video games are made out of so you can actually if you can't get out to Monroeville you can play uh uh, was it Dead Rising? Dead Rising. Yeah. Which is it's now, like, now it's Liz, so you're fun. you're a Pittsburgh you're a Pittsburgh person. Uh, yes, I was <laughs> born in Pittsburgh. Did this show up on your list? No. Oh. But I do love it. Okay. But I also really really like the remake. Yeah, the remake super good. Did, what did we yeah, do that? super super good. Yeah, yep. so good. Uh, and and um, you know the remake has a more colorful colorful uh, cast of protagonists, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead gets the inspiration points, and and things like, you know, heading out past the rednecks who are just taking pot shots at the zombies uh, while drinking beer with their pickups, right? Which was another, you know, all the Romero class race commercials, all those subtexts, yeah, layered layer upon layer upon layer of interesting takes. On culture mm-hmm. that he would continue to try, mm-hmm. but he never really hit it quite as precisely as he did with Dawn of the Dead. Correct. All, All right. right. Number 11. Our number 11 movie was number 43 last time. <laughs> it jumps <laughs> up wow. 32 <laughs> spots. Wow. Almost cracking the top 10. It's the 1996 film Scream. Okay. Wow. So this is... On my list, but this is because of the reboot and people going, well, that wasn't very good. The original. (laughs) It's the best. So Uh, we're not talking about Scream 5, to be clear. No. This is is the OG Scream. (laughs) Yes. Whoa. Hey, now. That's one of the best final girls ever, Sydney Prescott. Sure. Um, and is one iconic mask, ghost face, iconic lines. What's your favorite scary movie? Um, mm-hmm. Talk about another misdirection. It opens with Drew Barrymore and then <laughs> goodbye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're on screen for five minutes. Yeah. Oh, I love Scream. Yeah. Scream was um, one of one of our when the screaming starts crew. Um, mm-hmm. Ed Hartland. That's his number one. Yep. Uh, so it's my 20, my number 25. Yeah, okay. it, it it finishes 
I, I was seeing this showing up high on a lot of lists. Mm-hmm. I thought this was, I'm not surprised that this moved. Sharon Yeblon, our friend Sharon, puts it in number seven. Okay. So, you yeah. know, this is it. I think people, horror fans love, because they can put themselves in into the, all, all the tropes. Right. And plus it was, it you know, that opening sequence, one of the, one yeah. of the all-time yeah. greats. Drew yep. Barrymore again, another switcheroo of. Yep. We think this movie's you know, they 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 featured her on the movie poster. Yep. Right. It's mm-hmm. like it's gonna be a Drew Barrymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. It, it no, it is it is a very it is a very smart film. I think it's how smart it is. Eventually, was its undoing in in mm-hmm. Scream Five, but uh, in the original, right. it was very clever and original uh, in the original, but. Yeah, it it is it is it is a really really fun movie and it's an interesting film. It's uh I think it's just stay overstayed its welcome in 2022. <laughs> I don't I I not I don't the original think, the, like the, the new the, one. The franchise. The franchise. Yeah, the no, franchise no, no. is overstayed its yeah. welcome. No. Well, and I think Agreed. I think one of the most important things about the making of the first stream was it was Wes Craven's recognition of mm-hmm. what the what the status of the horror movie yeah, was for sure, then, for sure. Uh, right. He, he did the because he did um, new for a uh, new nightmare. Yep. And then he said, mm-hmm. and then he decided, no, I really have to get into the fact that we've been perpetuating a lot of tropes and yep, and These tropes. and and yeah, and uh, I'm going to pay an homage to it and also make fun of what we've done, which was right. terrific from someone like Craven, who it how you forget how sly that guy is. Right. So, anyways, scream. I think it's, <laughs> love it. Yeah. All right. That is a huge. I think it's that like is appropriately a huge, placed. You think you think eleven is is appropriate for scream? I, I think definitely being in the top twenty. Maybe okay. eleven is high, but okay. definitely yeah. it needs to be in the top twenty. I was surprised it was so low the last time it came uh, in, our, in right. our previous list. I was going to say forty is about about right. I, so we got say, a, we got a high medium low there. Yeah, I would I would have probably <laughs> yeah. had it around maybe maybe Ian, around twenty ish. And where are you at? Where you can be the tiebreaker? Well, scream. Yeah, a little high, a little high. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Speaking of Mr. Wes Craven, mm. Mm. here it is. Uh oh. Mm. Uh oh. <laughs> One, two, friends come for you. Yes. Yeah, yes. a nightmare on Elm Street, nineteen eighty four. How close was the, this? This probably. So we are into the the Titans. This is number of ten, the, right? The genre. Yeah. This is number ten. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. It's a film that Mike Campbell once said is really about the horrors of suburban life. Do you stand by that, Mike Campbell? I absolutely do. In fact, I watched this uh, this past year. I think it showed up on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken, and I rewatched it because I had not seen it since nineteen eighty four, and it is still a very chilling film. It is Ooh, still yeah. a very well put together film, and it is not surprisingly not very dated at all. I was no, I, it's really I, not. I was really shocked at how well it holds up yeah. in twenty twenty two. No, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I think that mm-hmm. uh, because the franchise has gone for so long and how it got so cheeky. Yep. Um, also, maybe mm-hmm. overstate its welcome. Yeah, you, you, for, you forget. <laughs> yeah. that you forget how frightening this movie was. Yeah. And when when you're a high school, like I was in high school when I watched this. Yep. And it's about you know it's it's the, but it was it's it's the dead teenagers, but this is not. These weren't stupid dead teenagers. No. Right. right? No. And, and, the, and Heather Langenkamp 
was a a heroine you could really galvanize around. Mm-hmm. You know, Eric's number one rule. Yep. You care about the protagonist. Yep. Oh, yeah, oh, now, yeah. what about Johnny Depp? Where were you with Johnny Depp? <laughs> Come on. Of course, no, we care about like, Johnny Depp. Johnny, or, yeah. We did. He's yeah. maybe overstayed well, his welcome but, a little but bit. It, but it was one of those things where you were you were like. Don't go in the water bed. It's like, it's you're going to go to sleep. Don't, that's like, you don't do that. In your crop top, listening to your Walkman. Yeah. So that maybe it is a little dated, but yeah. John, no, Johnny I, Depp would go on to have later issues with beds and yes. things. So, yeah, yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, yes, that's true. But a, a, apart from problematic young act, uh, actors who, yeah. Uh, this, <laughs> that, that, it was the, all this. The set pieces were spectacular, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it it really was. I, you know, this is not my bag. I mean, tip, typically franchise slasher movies is not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is Nightmare on Elm Street is definitely my favorite of the franchise. I would. Though. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh, like of the, the big is, three, like Freddy, Jason, uh, Michael Myers. Yeah. Okay. So I think uh, from from a, an imagination and and the fact that. You can't get away from this guy. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like you, you, it's like how do you like just just try staying awake? And yep. that was and right. that, that whole premise um, stuck. Um, but yeah, the fear. The, but it also it was suburban life. Mm-hmm. But then you know, I mean, at the same time, that was Halloween's gig too. Sure, sure. Yep. So I still just cannot believe that they have not made a Freddy Krueger origin story movie yet. Like we all know that he was like the child molester and the like like the. But in the boiler room and parents burn him. I cannot believe they have not made that. They they went more into it in the um, yeah, and that like Street new remake. remake of it. Yeah, yeah, but which not was not good. No, and they and they explored but it not, uh, in the original run somewhat. You know, I think in ah, the fifth or sixth one or something, they called him the the bastard son of a thousand maniacs. Right, 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 right. right, right. How yeah. his mom was a nun who was raped in an insane asylum yeah. or something right, right, like right. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. But that they haven't done it like with somebody like as Freddy Krueger as the man before he becomes this, you know, yeah. hideous. Well, disfigured, right. Kind of like you would have uh, with nightmare like, stalker, like, with, like Freddy Krueger living his life. I think part I of the problem here is like you would have with like Volok, right? So like they did. Yeah. They, they did Volok as a standalone yeah. story doing like yeah. a Freddy Krueger sort of standalone yeah. origin story. But Freddy Krueger is much right. scarier as a demon than he would be as a child. Well, I guess the child molester oh, part would be a different child thing. molester. Yeah. yeah. But, I, you know, but I, do you want to watch a movie about him molesting kids? I don't know that that's. No, but with the parents, like that, yeah. that whole story yeah. of how he became yeah. Freddy Krueger. The, and then string him up. Um, the monster, I think. Yeah. Would be just a. I, I'm surprised it hasn't happened. I think the difficulty oh, is saying. that Hollywood. I'm manifesting it. Friday the Thirteenth is limited because it de- it developed Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street is limited because you're banking on Robert England, mm-hmm. and he's too old to do a prequel. I mean, you just well, you wouldn't you, need it if you're doing an origin story. Well, if you did an origin story, you recast it, but you but we've seen them try and recast it with Tim Bla- uh, Tim Blake Nelson. No, no, no. Was um, it, wasn't it Tim Blake Nelson? Who was the... Uh, um, I don't remember Rorschach. who it was. Oh, oh right, right, Yeah, right. that guy. His name is, is uh, Blake Elmy. But yeah, just uh, recast it with uh, a younger version, like yeah. Maz Mikkelsen. Someone younger. Yeah, you'd yeah. have to really... You'd have to nail... The, oh, watch that. Oh, the individual. Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Haley. Is another three-name actor. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A.K.A. Kelly Leak from one of the greatest movies of all time, Bad News Bears. 
And he was also <laughs> but he was he was also in Breaking Away. That's right. It was uh, also also was a great, great film. Yes. All right, but let's get back to the horror. Number right. nine. Number nine. Right. Yeah, let's get back. Is in. a film that is maybe a sequel, mm. maybe a remake, mm. kind of both. <laughs> Definitely great. Evil Dead Two. Dead by Dawn. There you go. Oh, yeah. all right. Nice. Okay. All right. So this is Eric's comeback. This is where all of a sudden I start making up ground on you guys because <laughs> this is this one is one that I know all the beats. I know all the jokes. I know. Yeah, I love this movie. This is this is Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi having as much fun as you can on a set. Uh, it's the Three Stooges meets uh, Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's just gloriously fun. Yep. And uh, also also scary enough, uh, it is it, it is not as scary as the first Evil Dead, Mm-mm. but it is the a, scares all come at the at the front end of the film, and then the jokes come at the back end of the film. Yeah. Which okay. which is interesting because there was a film this year which just popped up on Shutter uh, this past week I think called Deadstream. And it's not very good. We we I reviewed it at South by Southwest, mm-hmm. and interestingly, I compared the two because in that film, the scares all come, or the jokes all come at the front end, and then they try to do the scares at the back end, and it doesn't work. But with Evil Dead, that's the brilliance behind mm-hmm. it is that it scares you, mm-hmm. scares the hell out of you, but then it lets you off mm-hmm. easy. And you leave the theater with both sort of with both feelings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 humor and just sort of the gross out comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, cutting off his own hand and who's laughing now? You know, that all, all that. And then uh, or the Ted Raimi in the fat witch outfit in the basement cackling and, right, and, right, and, right. and trying to get out of the basement. You also have you also have I think a better supporting cast this time out. Um, oh sure, they, they had a chance to actually get a, a slight step up from the the acting the acting crew, and polishing up the same kinds of effects that they did the first time out, and just so much blood and vomit and and uh, wackiness. You know the whole chainsaw arm. I right. mean, come on, these are yeah, love, love, love. Evil Dead 2. And this uh, completes the trilogy on the top 100. All three have appeared. Yeah. Wow. That's right. that's pretty cool. But not the TV show. Not yeah, the TV so, show. No. So this okay. was this was number seven on my list. Number seven. Okay. All right. Eric's making a comeback. Ma- making a move on Liz here. Here we go. Come on. <laughs> number seven on All Eric's right. list. Number eight is a film that Liz Williams once said is a classic 80s horror movie. The Ooh. whole family can agree on an American werewolf in London. All right. Oh, very good. Good very one. Good. Okay. Did uh, not on my list. Not, not on anyone's not list, on my list here either. This, Uh-oh. Um, I but, know that, but the whole family can agree on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just not on our list. <laughs> we agree it should be here. <laughs> An- another another one where you uh, a great mix of comedy and horror. Right. Uh, more horror than yeah. comedy. But uh, and Nazi werewolves? I mean, no, come on! Yeah, the Nazi you, werewolf dream was just you can't Joe, you can't beat <laughs> Nazi werewolves. Uh, that is just a <laughs> I say unexpected and wild ride that's probably never been duplicated in a film. No, <laughs> no, and but the transformation scene has not been topped. 
Yeah, it's so um, good. You, that, that you can try it with CGI, but it ain't as convincing as, uh, as what they pulled off with the, the, the hydraulics and, and uh, playing uh, Bad Moon Rising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, just, it, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't take your eyes off of it. And it was just like, it's also masterful editing because it was like a little bit of hydraulics here, a little bit of just raw costume there, back and forth. Oh, perfect. And they, they just, they convinced you that he was turning into a werewolf. The downside is that the werewolf itself looked kind of like a fluffy dog. Right. Now where you mentioned Joe Dante, where where are you at with the howling? Uh the howling is cuz I'm, I'm surprised the howling did not, did not show, make the list, yeah. Cuz it it's it's actually a pretty if you go back and watch the howling, I mean, even just that opening scene, I know we're not talking about the howling, but even the opening scene with D Wallace, you know, that's a it's a pretty dark film and it, mm-hmm. and it, and it stays pretty dark and I'm kind of I'm kind of shocked that it's not talked about in the same in the same reverence as um, as American Werewolf in London, and they came out almost concurrently. Yeah, you exactly. Know, I'm trying to remember. Has there been another werewolf movie on the top 100 yet? Is this mm. the only one to show up? Um, oh boy, could be. The Wolfman did not. Monster no. Squad. Oh yeah, Monster, <laughs> Monster there you go. Squad. There, there you go. There yeah. it is, Monster Squad. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you're right. There, there's. Uh, Dog soldiers did not make the list, which, uh-uh. which I yet. Yeah, yeah, we got we got eight <laughs> six more. more to go. Yeah, or no, werewolves on wheels is not on the list. Sadly, no wolf cop. <laughs> werewolves on wheels. <laughs> no or wolf cop. Late late phases. Yeah, um, you know this is John Landis. Uh, uh-huh. uh, he's. He is a lot of fun to listen to. Just talking mm-hmm. about this movie, if sure. you ever get a chance, because he 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 did a tribute for Mick Garris and right. uh, and he and Joe Dante, they like to compare notes. Right, right, right. So if you really want to 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 get some sort of a because ba- uh, they were riffing off of each other, and and you know I think uh, the uh, the special effects teams were they were kind of split in duty, and right. so it was like who was doing what. Right, right. So, anyways, but that's another great werewolf transformation. I'm surprised the Howling didn't make it, but I love American Werewolf in London. No, uh, no, no disrespect to it landing in the top twenty. All right, well, awfully high. Nine is high. Yeah, it's eight. 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 Wow, really high. All right, let's number seven is a film that Eric Lee once said is not a pleasant film. (laughs) (laughs) It's the 1974 movie The Texas. Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. Okay. Hell yeah. Hell uh-huh. yeah. This is definitely on my list. It was on the list before and it's on my list again. It's your number five. Number five, yeah. It's man, it's like you can you can go back and watch this film and it is not dated. It is still as chilling and it will scare the holy hell out of you on so many different levels. And I think I still think I still contend the John Larroquette, and yes, it is that John Larroquette. Uh, <laughs> For those does, of you who are yes, young, if uh, the, you youngins, he did also something called Night Court, did Night Court, and a million other things. But yeah, John Larroquette and did the, uh, the with the opening uh, bit is man, just a chilling bit of business that again has been people have tried to replicate it a million times, and 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 they definitely have, but it doesn't stand up as close to that 
opening as he came up with. Right. This is Matt Howell's number one. Yeah. This is also two of our podcasting brethren, Justin and Andy from Straight Chillin'. This yep. is their number ones. Yep. Um, this is Ultimate Hillbilly Horror. Yep. Um, yeah. It mm-hmm. is also... First, ultimate- first and best. Yeah. Yeah. It's never been bested. Uh, ultimate Grindhouse. Yep. Um, straight down to the burned out, overcooked film footage. Yep. Um, mm. The, you know, it the the that kind of sticky, dirty feel that it has um, played kind of, and I mean, it, it pre Blair Witched yep. sort of that that sense of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, just and it, it it it's and just the name of it. I mean, it's just nasty. Yep. It is. It is. It it mm-hmm. more than more than I spit on your grave. More than last house on the left. That this Ooh, was the one that no, no. this was the one. Well, no, but as as far as what what broke right, yeah. what what mm-hmm. what set what what sticks in 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 the people's consciousness. If you say you know seventies nasty, uh, and and, act, and truthfully, it's actually not the the first movie's not as gory as you expected to be, but it just. Mm-mm. But the, just the idea of well, it's, yeah, of, it's a lot of it's very implied. Yeah, although the meat hook. Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, that looks. I mean, a lot of stuff that looked really, really painful. Do not go watch 2022's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh. I'm here to tell you, it is a pile of garbage. It's boring. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's dark. You can't see anything, and it's boring. Although it, the early 2000s remake with Jessica Biel, surprisingly good. It is surprisingly good, and yeah. Texas Chainsaw Two and Three is. Are very good, and but the Matthew McConaughey uh, Texas mm-hmm. Chainsaw is pretty brilliant. I would almost argue it's the second best in the Texas Chainsaw you know, franchise. I've never seen it, but I'd like to think that Matthew McConaughey gets killed by Leatherface and is like, "Ow, oh, ow, oh, ow!" <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right. Put a meat hook through my chest. All right, all <laughs> Not right. Cool, guys. <laughs> Be a lot cooler. No, if I, you I did. think, but but the thing about the 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 original Texas Chainsaw, it's mm-hmm. like a Nightmare on Elm Street. It plays it straight. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's it. Mm-hmm. It is a straight up, not a comedy horror at all. Mm-hmm. It no. is straight up in your face, freak you out horror movie. Now I, give you mm-hmm. nightmares. Horror I mean, movie. as we were just talking about with Psycho, like seeing Psycho in 1961. Can you imagine seeing Texas Chainsaw in 1974? I think it was sort of the same kind of thing. I mean, that would definitely genre defining. Definitely kind of thing that you would not think to think you were going to be experiencing when you were going out for a night at the movie theater well, or no, the drive-in. I was going to say, right. that's exactly right. You're not seeing it at a movie theater unless you're in like some dirty Times Square <laughs> right, flop house right. kind of a, a theater. You're seeing it in the back of a pickup truck right, right, right. At, at the drive-in. That's that's the way you're supposed to see it. Which is even maybe even more terrifying. Right. And then your buddy in the next truck over who comes over and does a jump scare on you. While yeah, you're, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the back of the pickup. All right. Number six. Number wow. six made the scariest things greatest horror openings Ooh, of all time. okay, okay. I could tell you the title or I could just say... Bottom. <laughs> Shark Week. Yeah. It's Jaws from 1975. Yeah. Eric Lee's number three. Yep. And Jeff Dean's number one. Mm-hmm. So this is, yeah, the, this is movie making perfection. So I, so my myself and my youngest son just this past year watched Jaws 2, 3, 
and four Ooh. Jaws the Revenge. And I'm here to tell you, that's exactly how they land. Jaws two, three, and four. But there is an ex- there, there is there's Jaws a- three is better than Jaws four. I will tell you that right here and, and right now. And Jaws three is an awful movie. Yeah, and, and so it goes from exponentially. It's like it gets. What what is the opposite of an exponential curve? Or or it's an inverse curve. And, and, uh, yeah, that that it, it starts off like the 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 first movie is one of the great movies ever made. This, I'm here. I, I'll also tell you this: the second one it does it, not get enough credit because yeah. it too is very, very good. It also has the best uh, tag best line. sequel tagline ever. Oh, yep. yeah. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Yep. Jaws yeah, yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Is uh, that the tagline from that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. and it has one of the great movie posters. They all had great movie posters. Well, Jaws: The Revenge seemed by that time it got a little bit silly, but you know there was like the you know the water skiers from Jaws three. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, but no, the, the the it's built on the back of of Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfus, and Roy uh, Scheider, Roy Scheider um, as three personalities uh, who, for different reasons, are going out to go Moby Dick and this giant mm-hmm. shark and me, go kill him. Let me ask you this, Eric: Will you swim in the ocean now? <laughs> I have. I have serious trepidations of. I love snorkeling. I mm-hmm. love going. I love swimming in the ocean. I do not like swimming where I can't see the bottom, and it's because of Jaws. <laughs> I mean, it's just between Jaws and Open Water, which is one of my movies that was, I think, number twenty-three on my list. Uh huh. There are things where just that is one of my just get, getting eaten by a shark, lost at sea. That's the you know that it, it one. It's possible. And two, you know, it's just, you know, that seems like just an awful way to go. <laughs> oh, you you don't think that'd be cool? Like, because, you know, you can. I mean, if there's if you're going to go out, you might as well get eaten by a shark and yeah, get mauled I mean, by that, a bear. I don't seems, know. That That's seems like, kind of cool. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're feeding an animal. That's, That's right. right. Yeah, something's yeah. getting some benefit out of it. Yeah. There you go. All uh, right. Ready for number five? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're there. All we're right. Good. We're there. This is it. <laughs> Just before the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh. The year before, uh-huh. in fact. Uh-huh. Yet another highly disturbing horror movie. Oh, my gosh. Widely considered to be the scariest film ever made. Agreed. The Exorcist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, hell yeah. I, so good. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on the hell. I, I think <laughs> it, it, I think I, I, I it took me three times to actually get to the back end of this movie because I was a kid when I first called oh, sure, sure. I checked yeah. it out twice. Yep. yep. So it wasn't until by the third time I was in my twenties. What part did you? What part did you chicken out at? Uh, I think the where she comes down the stairs and her head that's pops yes. open. <laughs> yes. Well, then when I was a little kid, it was, I just I barely made it. Like I, I oh sure like, sure. And this was actually sanitized because it was on network television. Right right. right and right. so they they couldn't. I don't know how they managed to get away with showing it on ABC. Right. Because it's like the whole back half of the movie you can't show anything of it. They just right. I guess they'd have to imply everything. I don't know because I didn't get to the end of it. I mm-hmm. was too chicken. Um, but then it yeah I. Yeah, it's a it's a scary ass movie. <laughs> Liz, was it on your list? No, it is not on my list. Exorcist three though. Three is yeah, yeah. but not so. Why? So are you not a fan of the original Exorcist? No, no, I really, really like it. Okay. Um, I just like Exorcist three better. Okay. I, I'm, 
not a possession movie person. Like mm-hmm. if you if I had to pick what I was gonna watch. Exorcist. I love the Exorcist. Does have a lot more eighties basketball stars in it. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. This is true. One hundred percent more eighties basketball stars. Yeah, I the 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 power of uh, of of the situation and the powerlessness of being a mother. I with thought you were going to say the power of Christ compels you, compels you <laughs> to <Yeah>. tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That 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 this this movie, it um, when we talk about slow builders, this is not a, this is it's a builder, but it's not a slow builder. No, mm-hmm. um, you, the 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 dread gets on you fairly quickly, mm-hmm. and by the time it by the time you're in the actual exorcism scene, it is just yeah, it's vomit on the vomit on the ceiling, spinning head, just madness, and it and all to the point where I, again, when we say but. You know, by the time I saw it in my twenties, I was sort of braced and ready for for some of the action that was coming because some of the things are just so iconic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you went into the theater the first time, Lord help you. I would I would enc- right. encourage folks because I mean I'm sure most of the people listening to the podcast have seen The Exorcist, but if you haven't seen it, the 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 2019 documentary Leap of Faith with William Friedkin is. Uh, pretty incredible because it's really just his ruminations. There's nobody else that's interviewed for this film, just William Friedkin. It's currently showing on Shutter, and it is uh, fascinating. And he takes you down so many paths uh, about the influences, how the film was developed, why things were shot the way they were shot, and how he got the various motivations out of the actor. It's an incredible, incredible dive into a film. And, of course, we've talked a lot about the director of the fil- of of the film uh, Alexandra O Felipe mm-hmm. um, who has done a whole series of other His great alien one is also the alien was excellent as well mm-hmm. yeah but this one is really really good and if you were at all curious about or, or if you're jonesing for more exorcist and can't wait until 2023's remake of the exorcist uh, this is this will help supplant those interests yeah all right number 4 is a film that Mike Campbell did not have on his list in 2018. Oh, oh, but I did now. And when you discovered that in 2018, Mike, you said that was an error. I demand a recount. <laughs> How you forgot to put Halloween oh, on your list. Hell oh, hell yeah. Yes, 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 and yes. Yeah, you went all the way to number two. Yeah, this last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, jumped Mike's. up with a. Bo- now, where was where was Halloween previously on our list? Was it somewhere around here, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, number five last time. So number it jumped five. up one spot. Jumped up one spot. Yeah. All right. Interestingly, though, not on Eric's list and not on Liz's list. Okay. Nah. Now, have you have you gone back and watch rewatched the original Halloween? Me. Either. Uh, I've it, seen it twice. Okay. Uh, but it's been a long time. Okay. Okay. I haven't felt the I've need to. I've seen it. Multiple times, yeah. I, okay, and 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 you know, Halloween's not my bag. Sure, sure, so, sure. I mean, it's like I respect, but the ori- but the original though. No, the ori- I, yeah, not, I, I mean, I'm not talking about the whole pantheon of no, Halloween. No, but I mean, in in general, the notion of the mad slasher is not my. That's oh, not, sure, I, sure, I, I, that, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like uh, we've got a couple of movies that are kind of come up in the next three that probably are not <laughs> necessarily your take. You respect them, but it's right, not right. Your, it's not your bag. Right. Um, right. The, for me, Halloween. You know, the greatest slasher movie of all time. It's still 
for me, it's not something that I really feel a need to go back to. Okay. You know, okay. It's, it's funny. This movie, I feel like, shares a lot in common with some of the other ones we've talked about tonight, like Jaws and Texas Chainsaw Massacre and um, uh, Evil Dead 2, where it feels like a real fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants guerrilla filmmaking kind of movie. Oh, yeah, right. for sure. It does not feel polished. It feels raw Yeah, in yeah. that yeah. way. And I wonder if that is part of what elevates some of these movies to so high up on the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, up to including the the production around it was so shoddy and and fly by the seat of your pants that they shot it in the spring in Pasadena and they had no leaves and they had no pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> they got these weird Mexican gourds uh, and used those as stand-ins for the pumpkins and they painted them and they had about five of them and they had to keep repurposing them throughout the course of the film and then they had a bag of leaves that they kept sprinkling throughout the film. That's right. <laughs> they, they only had one to break because there's that scene where the kid falls over and breaks the pumpkin, right? Right, and I've, right. I, I've, I remember hearing that they really only had one to break and so they had to get that nothing shot perfect right, on right. the first time yeah 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 so you're but you're i think you're right i think you're spot on with that with that uh that thought in that uh, i think what really resonates for so many people is just the raw authenticity of these films and i think that authenticity comes forward by the fact that they're not they're not overproduced. They're not overdirected. They're not focus grouped. It's it, there. There truly is a rawness to them, and I think that's what that's what really sticks with people. I, I think that some of the film uh, filmmaking techniques that John Carpenter pulled out, uh, the long tracking shot, the follow shot. Well, right. yeah, and, that, and pan, that that Panavision constituted like I can't remember what it was, but it was like sixty percent. The Panavision camera that they got mm-hmm. that constituted mm-hmm. like sixty percent of the film's budget was just that freaking camera, right? Because this was <laughs> he was just getting his career started at this point, so yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. wasn't actually you know well established uh-uh. you know superstar director uh-uh. John Carpenter that he eventually Mm-mm. became. So yeah, uh, but this uh, this this set him up for all. <laughs> All the, I think one of the remarkable things is actually, uh, like Wes Craven kind of stayed in a, in a, in a lane, Mm -hmm. um, sort of in the slasher lane where Carpenter kind of went a million and one different directions. Yep. Right. I mean, but he stayed within the horror genre, Yep. but he did a little bit of everything, which was, which is a lot of fun. And he's still involved with Halloween today in 2022. So the Halloween, Halloween (laughs) ended up on the lot, on the top of a lot of lists. Uh, Mm. it, um, let's see here, here we go. Um, as I say, here we go. Uh, Jared Rogers had had is his number one. Um, Dean Bertram from uh, let's see, the, the Dean is the director of the Midwest Weird Fest. Mm-hmm. That's his number one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we've got it. It just it's it is for for people fans of uh, of slashers. It it is the it's the pilgrimage movie. Yep. All right. Let's get to the top mm-hmm. three. All right. Let's do it. For anyone who was listening in 2018, you remember that the number one film was Alien. Yeah. This yeah. time around, it's number three. Oh, takes the, 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 a tumble. Big <laughs> drop. That's tumble kind of a, two. That's kind <laughs> of a tumble big, two. It's kind of a big drop. Well, to well, go from some, number one to anything else. And you're number yeah. one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So the the yeah the the king is dead. Long live the king. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this the, is our no, our friend. No. The Queen, the is Queen is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Eric. Yeah, um, have you seen? Have you actually seen this movie? <laughs> <laughs> so this is, uh, you know, number one for a lot of folk. Or was the uh, Gwen, our our friend mm-hmm. from uh, yep. H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival, and um, 
uh, Portland Horror Film Festival. It's Portland her number Horror one. Film Festival. Lead to Spain from Dread, Fright, and Brew. That's mm-hmm. his number one. Yep. So, you know, this, and it's on over half the lists. Right. right? It is, it is, because uh, it's so good. Well, and you, you just, you just mentioned, so you just mentioned the documentary that uh, Alexander Felipe did. Um, and yeah, I, I, what really strikes me about the documentary, and I think the reason why this film, which which is opposite from what I was just saying in terms of the sort of the, the rawness and in indie filmmaking. This one, man, this was like this was a decade plus in the making, and there was a lot of a lot of thought and a lot of craft that went into this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, opposite, I think Halloween, which was a little bit. Uh, and Texas Chainsaw, which was a little bit more chaotic. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of thought that went into this film. Yes. And uh, the um, the Dan O'Bannon yep. script mm-hmm. um, and how it went through a number of different gyrations to become what it came to be. When And, and H.R. Giger, who was brought on, but 20th Century Fox, went, hell no, not this guy. This guy's too weird to... And he was relatively unknown, too, right. at that point. So was Ridley Scott. Ridley yeah. Scott was fairly... was. Mm-hmm. He had done a couple of things, and he was mostly a adver- uh, uh, advertisement director. Yep. Uh, but he was he was be- he was sort of the hot hot new director with a clear visual sense. And O'Bannon and Scott held their ground and said, "We want Giger." Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then, and and there you go. I mean, it, I I can't imagine the the movie without the xenomorph in. Well, we've, we've if, you, about if, you, if you want to see the origin of Halloween, of of Alien, just go yeah. watch the green slime. And, that's a, and then watch <laughs> Aliens on what, 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 And what, then watch <laughs> Aliens on what did, what did Dan O'Bannon say? He, he said, oh. I didn't just rip off one film. I ripped off like 30 films. I was like, yeah, I, I didn't steal it from anyone. I still stole from everyone. Right, right, right. Uh, and, and which was an homage because it was built on... Uh, myth and yep. a lot of that, and that's actually what uh, Felipe gets at. Yep. But it's this isn't a story about that documentary. It's about this movie, mm-hmm. which uh, now this one was one. You know, when I told you that I had uh, uh, bu- uh, my buddy Mike who reenacted yep. Friday the Thirteenth for right, me, right, right. We would all. This was another one where I couldn't. I didn't get a chance to see this until seven years after it was made mm-hmm. uh, because it was sort of off limits and we, and, until it's like I got my hand on a video VHS player. Mm-hmm. Um, but every, every quote, every move, every, it's like, I know the entire crew, yep, yep. when they get dispatched, how they get dispatched. And right. they're all, every, each one of those is frightening moments. Oh yeah. And, and, and everybody knows them. I mean, it's like whether it's Brett or Parker or, you know, the, the, the traitor and Ash with the robot. And it was like, yep. which was, that seemed to come out of nowhere. Liz, was this on your list? No. Okay. Yeah. I, I really feel like this is more sci-fi. Yeah. Oh. To be so yeah. high up. That's that was my problem last time though, too. Yep. Yeah. And this but this is um I think where does it show up on my list? This is number seven on your list. Seven on my list. Yeah. Oh, it dropped mm-hmm. a little there too. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's maybe that's why we saw the drop of yeah. Three spots. Mm-hmm. All right, number two. Speaking of movies that Liz Williams has a problem with. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Liz Williams <laughs> once said, if I was on the episode of most overrated horror movies, <laughs> this would have been on my list. And it doesn't get much higher rated than number two. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Liz, are you disappointed to see that The Shining is once again the number two best horror movie of all time? I am not surprised. And I know I'm in the minority <laughs> of not loving this film. <sighs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, Eric, was this on your list? Nope. Oh, it was on my list. Yep. Because it scared the Jesus out of me. <laughs> it scared me when I saw it, but I don't know. I've watched it again, and it's just, I just, I, I do not share the love that so many people do for this film. Yeah. It's I, okay. I think how much you love it is probably directly tied to how much you love Jack Nicholson's performance in the movie. I would probably agree with that. Because this movie is 100% Jack Nicholson being Jack Nicholson. Don't sell out Shelley Duvall. All right. She's amazing, too. Shelley Duvall, who probably crushed her career from the torment that Stanley Kubrick put her through. Come on. Or Scatman. Yes, Scatman Crothers. <laughs> but I'm saying your your like or dislike of The Shining, I don't think is going to be dependent on Shelley Duvall. I think it'll probably be dependent on how much you like Jack, Jack Nicholson, Nicholson and yes. what yeah. he's doing. Well, you know, well, you know, it. Uh, we talked about this a little bit when we talked about uh, Silence of the Lambs. Isn't that I, I rewatched Silence of the Lambs uh, this this past year because I knew it was coming up, and um, it was interesting because I, while I think when you first see Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter, it, it really is chilling, but now it's become kind of, it's, it's become jokey. Um, I think to a certain extent, Jack Nicholson probably suffers from a little of that as well because it's so, his performance is so ubiquitous and everybody knows so many of the lines and the elements of his performance mm-hmm. that it is mm-hmm. also a, a, maybe a little less frightening, but, and, and mm-hmm. a little more jokey than it previously came off as. Well, yeah, the years, Johnny. Oh, yeah, that 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 yeah. that that bit. But it's it's one of if if you watch the Oscars and that they do they do famous clips because when they're just killing time or showing famous clips from movies, mm-hmm. they will show Shining clips because oh, they yeah. are so impactful. Yeah. Um, it's it is. It a looks ma- great. A, I, a, I get why people love it, but I yeah, just it's not. I'm it's, not one of those people. It is. Um, <laughs> And it was not on your list? Nope. Oh, wow. But, it's, okay. but it, you know, uh, Brian Barton Grimley uh, mm-hmm. from Hawk and Rev. Yeah. Uh, that's his mm-hmm. number one movie. Yep. Uh, one of my one of my buddies, uh, Kelly Katie, that's his number one. Kean Dowdy, the, the kid from. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's like, no I longer. don't know how. <laughs> it's like, wow, you're like 13 years old and you watch The Shining. I I think I, I saw it. I think yeah, I yeah. saw it when I was 13. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah, that that it's. Eric, was it on your list last time? Nope. No, I mean, because, no. you know, it's one of those movies where, again, I, I understand the raw excellence of the movie and yeah. the performances uh, are, are astounding. The visual composition I have, I, of course, wear the the Shining Overlook mm-hmm. floor <laughs> print. I got the T-shirt. T-shirt. I yeah. had a mask of it. I think <laughs> there are some things that are so... I, I, I that they're, they're touchstones. Yep. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, the... the the one of the, we we also talked about this in the trail best trailers where mm-hmm. it it shows the elevator and the, mm-hmm. the blood pouring out of the elevator blood. and the it scrolls backwards yeah it's just and it's yeah. it's the the words scroll backwards rather yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, crazy crazy amazing filmmaking mm-hmm. uh, and one of know. the very few films that I would argue is better than the book it was based on 
Yes. I, I agree. I actually read the book about five years ago and because uh, I was just curious. I had never read the book, and I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. And I, 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 I Sorry, Stephen King. I know this is your 75th birthday, but I'm going to wholeheartedly disagree with your assessment of The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> I think the film is better than your book. Your book is awful damn good, but uh, the film is just way better. Yeah. Yeah, darker than mm. Stephen King's book, too, I would say. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, and I think that, that Kubrick's ability to understand the, the, the power of the imagery, um, and I, I think it, Stephen King loves dialogue mm-hmm. and and the and, and this is dial this is somewhat dialogue light and visual heavy. Yep. The the, the movie. Well, yeah, go go see Room 237. Uh, that's there, a, that's there, a weird movie. That's a weird is, documentary. It's cool. There, really cool. There is no other film on our top 100 list that has so has drawn so much ire and so much interest and so many different conspiracy theories about it that they decide that they had to make a wholly separate film about it. And I think that speaks volumes to the lasting impact of this film. The fact that there's people have very definite conspiracy theories about the visuals and the design around the film that's yeah, hit, that speaks volumes people trying to find hidden me- meanings yeah. in everything no I, one's no one's find, trying to find hidden meanings in nightmare on elm street no <laughs> <laughs> all right the number 1 film of all time just to put it in perspective our number 100 film got 52 points the number 2 film got 700 points this film <sighs> Got 903 points. I think this is my movie. (laughs) Eric loves Piranha 3 Double D. Yeah! We did it, guys! We got it to number one. It's the thing from 1982. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well deserved. It was was number three last time, so jumps up two spots. Okay. Um, So Alien and the Things switched. Swapped. They swapped places. Uh, One science fiction uh, film for another, and um, dare I say, uh, the better better film won. (laughs) Agreed. Um, But it's, you know, this... You think think Thing is better than Alien? It's my number one. I do. Okay, okay. Liz agrees. All right, all right. We've we've heard a lot about Eric's love of the Thing on this podcast. Liz, you're being pretty vocal right now. Do you also love this movie? I do love this movie, and this will be... Wayne will agree with you. That's my husband's number one. And we just went and saw the 40th anniversary presentation in the on the big screen that was fun i i love the thing i think it's a great creepy scary movie and i love the mythos i love the effects they while not as great they still hold up as pretty cool effects i I love this movie i have no problem with this one usurping the title from alien yeah i'm (laughs) <laughs> I'm pretty happy about this. Yeah, <laughs> clearly, is speechless. Cl- clearly, clearly, it wasn't. It, it wasn't just me. There are. I mean, this. Yeah. This is uh, nine hundred points. Nine hundred points. Three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my uh, one of my tri- horror trivia buddies uh, partners, uh, Brent Watkins. This is his number. Number one. Um, it is. Uh, let's see here. There's John Ryan Howard. It's his number one. I know it's Robert Zilbauer's number one, uh, and it, it finishes number. Yeah, it it's it is very high on a lot of. I mean, nine hundred points. It's just it. 
it's one of those movies that everybody is like everybody agrees that this is 100%. No, no one's going to say this is science fiction first horror second. Right. Uh, this is right. It, it is uh but but the science fiction elements are strong. It's sure. it's a, it's a movie about paranoia. It's a movie about um you know about 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 trust and sort of the 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 actors were all Broadway stage actors, and mm-hmm. they were all, and, and so that they, with the exception of Kurt Russell, and, and they yeah. all looked up to him because he was the mo- he'd been a movie star since he was young, yep. and so he sort of talked to them about sort of the Hollywood about how Hollywood stuff worked. But they all did lots of run throughs of how their interactions would work. So it felt like that this was actually an active group of people who knew each other, and you got that sense. Yep. And you know you'd have now other we've things like we've, this we've dog. talked about we have talked about this film a plenty on this yep. podcast. Why do you think it switched places with Alien? I I think we did get multiple ballots from Eric Lee this year. Very suspicious. Stop the steal. I paid Eric Alien 150 Lee, bucks Lee, to, Eric to, L, to, yeah. Um, <laughs> why? Um, you know, I, I, I mean, it's I, not a massive switch, but no, it is a switch nonetheless. Hard to say. Okay. Um, it's because I, I think um, no, it didn't change. On, it didn't change in the ranking on your list, did it? No, no. it's, okay. I, it's you, been my number, number one, one since nineteen eighty. Tried and true, probably. Okay, it's like okay. it's been. You know that there's fortieth um, anniversary, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? It, I think I think it does hold up. I think okay. Here's here the, now. Granted, I think most of our jurors are. 30 year olds and up right sure sure um, we have a few younger people in there but um, the the thing has ended up on a lot of YouTube things mm. a lot of a lot of rewatch stuff a lot of analysis has been put sure to it. Hmm. and so if you're fans of streaming media and you you you'll run into a lot of like like theories of who was infected first and, sure sure and what are the hidden meanings behind it? I mean, in a, in a way that I think you can find a lot of. I think a lot of the top ten movies here get a lot of cross analysis. Yeah. But because mm-hmm. it is such a spectacular and a, also, I think that the that the effects still do hold up. That sure. there are a lot of people who like younger people who get challenged to say, "Did you know about this movie from 1982 called The Thing?" And right. I dare you to watch this. And then you know, the the newbies or the normies. Who get into it and are not prepared for the intensity of the psychological part of it and the grossness of it? Sure, um, there it, it startles the hell out of them. Where I think so, a lot of people like who who watch like French extremism go, oh, this is easy stuff, right? But for your average, so you just you're you're saying it's the longevity of it that's yeah. I I think that it. But now, why does that not apply to Alien though? Well, I don't think it, I think it still does apply to Alien, okay, because it's number three. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Why it why it switched? I think it's it's probably it's personal tastes. Okay. I think that that uh, and maybe there's more people like Liz out there who goes who think well, Alien is more science fictiony than you know, and and maybe yeah. that dropped or it's just the composition of, of our our top seventy five. If we if we swapped out this seventy five for another seventy five, I still yeah. think that both of these movies would end up in the top ten. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it might be some in some other order. I think that we have we have a bunch of creature feature fans uh, in in this in this list. And right, right. Who knows? I, yep. Do you think that Alien has since become a bit tainted owing to the lackluster sequels that it received? Potentially minus Aliens. Of course. Yeah, I mean that 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 that's a burden. I think Halloween carries some of that burden. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know what 
what comes after it. I think if you had Alien and Aliens, full stop, you're good, right? <laughs> uh, Alien 3 was okay, and then the Alien versus Predator movies were god-awful. Right. Um, and and it's not as scary anymore because I think you can buy, you know, uh, plushy aliens, and it's just, you know, you look at the thing, and and, and people kind of, they've gotten used to what that creature is. Yeah. Uh, where the idea of the thing being it could be Mike Campbell, and he could split like a banana in front of me. <laughs> right? God, he's doing like, it now! <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think that's the that portion of what scares you. The the and that may be more to the point of it, Mike, is yeah. that I think that um, when Alien first came out, nobody knew what the hell that thing was. Right. And now and they since, do. Now they do. They've. Yeah. It's been. It's. It, you know. You. You can. Again. You can get. You can get cupcakes with Alien on them. You know. Right. So now. <laughs> so it is. It is truly the fear of the unknown. I think so. Yeah. All right. All right. So how many ta- How many places did uh, John Carpenter appear on our list? My Ooh, gosh, John Carpenter. John Carpenter. I, let's did, see. He did well. He did well. Carpenter had four on the list. Nice. The Thing, Good. Halloween, yeah. Mouth of Madness, and The Fog. Good job, John Carpenter. Yeah, I, I I declare John Carpenter the winner. Well, he's not the only director who had four on well, the list. Yes. Yeah, so who else had four? Uh, Romero. Oh, yeah. Okay. All oh, the all the the Dead trilogy plus Creepshow. Yeah. All right. All right. right. I yeah, go, Creepshow. Okay. I, I'm cool with that. And but those are the only two directors who had four on the list. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, good list. I think we I think we did well. Yeah. I think we did well. And we will be coming mm-hmm. back to you with. A recap of yeah. the top 100, where we will take a deeper dive into the analytics, mm-hmm. thoughts, and feelings and we'll, of the top 100 horror films of all time. Yeah, we'll, and we'll get the the, fi- the the full list and be able to digest that. Yeah, and and so that that'll be kind of fun just to be able to do to, to do a a careful sift now that we know everything that 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 transpired. I because I I have some some. Things that I'd like to sort of to, to pose to you guys about where where some of these films ended up. Well, hold that thought, and we we'll, will get, we'll get there. back to you at the next one. So, uh, happy Halloween, everybody! Because this thing should by the time mm-hmm. we release this, you should be about ready for trick or treating. So, you know, this is it's the month for scary movies. We hope we've given you plenty of movies to watch on your your weekend binge because this year Halloween falls. On, on the a weekend. Sunday, and so you can Sunday. So no, it falls on a Monday. It's Monday, yeah. Monday, Monday not Monday a Sunday. Thirty first. Yeah. Okay. Falls well, on a Monday. So, so for your 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 Halloween prep, we recommend that you you go through this top one hundred list, find some movies that you actually want to rewatch or haven't yet. Better yet, see something new, and then you can, we can that by the time we get to the next week, then we then you you can you can weigh in with your own opinions. So you can always contact us. And info at scariestthings.com if you're curious about this. And uh, it's been a, a a huge endeavor. Thank you so much to Ian for, help, yes. for, for helping compiling this. Thank you to everybody who contributed, all of our jurors who we had to badger, beg, and and uh, uh, we won't say, I won't say bribe, but there might have been uh, a, uh, <laughs> a, a dinner or two that may have been required to, to, the to, thing, the thing to get appeared, people to... The thing appeared awful high. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyways, this has been a, a, a whole lot of fun, and we'll get back to you with our full analysis in the next part. Thanks, everybody.